Welcome to episode 189 of In Touch with iOS, a podcast that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I am your host, Dave Ginsburg. My co-host Warren Sklar is off this week, but I have two great guests. Kelly Gamont's back on the show. How you doing, Kelly? Uh, I'm good. I, I can't figure out why Warren is never here when I am. Uh, it just okay. seems to end up that way. <laughs> no, I, I know why. Well, I think I know why, but Warren keeps trying to tell me that it's actually not true. Um, and that other voice you heard is Jeff Gamut. Hi, Jeff. Hi, I, I am happy to be here with Alt Warren. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Playing the part of Warren this evening, <laughs> Jeff Gamut. That is, that is. Yeah, I mean, we all know, and. Uh, uh, Kelly, you may not be the, or you may be the only person that doesn't know. You and Warren actually are the same person. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, I think we need to go and do a show here. Uh, so we got lots of news I mean, this week. We're all here. Hit record. Let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, we are uh, all here this week having some fun and uh, lots of news uh, that happened this week. Uh, beta iOS 15.4 beta 2 was uh, dropped and we got some more AirTag stuff and let's just get to it. We got all kinds of st- great stuff to talk about. This actually was breaking news. So this just got released uh, today as we record this. Um, mm-hmm. Got a link to Macworld here. iOS uh, 15.3.1 released to patch critical zero day WebKit vulnerability. Uh, credit, uh, it was uh, a, a very high priority update. I say, I tell you right now, go out, update it. You got to get it done. Uh, it does also fix a problem with uh, that could cause uh, Braille displays to stop responding. Uh, so that, that's good as well to help uh, our blind listeners here. Um, but most importantly, it was a, to fix a critical WebKit zero-day vulnerability that may have already been used in the wild. Apple release notes are saying that uh, it, it it's a, uh, that is Apple's web rendering engine that's required uh, to be used by all browsers on iOS and iPadOS, not just Safari. So, in other words, just go out and update it. Did you guys get your you already updated your iPhones? I did, of course. And I, well, I know oh, you yeah. did. Watch and Apple Watch too, which we'll talk about in a sec here, and uh, iPad yeah. as well. So it's iPad, I, iPhone, and then uh, as you mentioned, Apple Watch uh, is this is a uh, eight point four point. Two and it is really point one, just not even a week ago, or two weeks ago, or no, a week ago, because the uh, A four came out two weeks ago. So it's been two updates within the last two weeks. So, um, it's it's saying unspecified bug fixes and security updates for the Apple Watch, um, and specifically when when it's something that's not very interesting that Apple is fixing in one of these releases, they're usually very, very clear about it and you get lots of documentation. And when it's just sort of one of these hand wavy, it's a new number and you need to go download it. uh, That's usually when it's really scary and it's definitely something that you need to do right away. (laughs) Yeah. There there's, it's definitely some security fixes. So like we say, iPad OS, iOS, watch OS, I think TV OS probably was updated too. Do them all. Yeah, I'm doing. I don't. Know, I don't. Didn't see anything talked about TVOS, but uh, yeah, I, I checked. Um, what time is it? About an hour and a half ago, mm-hmm. and uh, as we're recording, and yeah. I did not have a TVOS update. Okay, so TVOS is safe for now, <laughs> or it just doesn't have an update yet, or they haven't discovered the the actual fix yet, or something. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so, uh, like I said, go out, upgrade it now. It's very important. Uh, you want it, you want to be secure. Um, so moving on, the story is just, is for our friend Chuck Joyner. Apple hit with a class action <laughs> loss, a class action lawsuit over Jelly scrolling on the iPad Mini. A Colorado resident uh, on Wednesday filed a, uh, oh, a class action lawsuit against Apple that accuses the company of fraudulently marketing and selling the sixth generation iPad Mini despite being aware of a so-called jelly scrolling that defect that with the with the device. According to court documents. Uh, a few, a few days after the sixth generation iPad mini was released in September, some users were starting to notice that text was appearing slightly uneven while scrolling in portrait orientation on the device. Specifically text on the left side of the screen appears to be ever so slightly lag behind text on the right side. So this was filed in, uh, in Northern California district court, uh, and alleging that Apple is aware of the defect yet continues to sell the iPad Benny without any fix it, that, uh, and the defect of or amending its marketing materials, reflecting the existence of the defect. I well, feel like defect is a really strong word. It is. I, I think I agree with you. It's just, it, it's a good thing. This is a family show. Otherwise <laughs> I would tell you exactly what it is. Yeah. It's um, well, you just crap. But. Oh, I have a pretty, I have a pretty firm grip on exactly what it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like the thing is, I've seen video of it like actually yeah. happening. Yeah. And even I had to watch the video and I have very good vision and I had to watch the video more than one time to see the thing that they're taking Apple to court over. Have you seen the image that they included in the court document in the filing? I have not. Oh my God. Okay. So. It's the it's it's this full Let me color get popcorn. image. Hold on. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. So it's a, it's a full color image, and uh, and it's uh, you know, someone holding an iPad, and so you see their hands on the iPad, mm-hmm. and they kind of have their finger on the screen, and then there's a clearly photoshopped image on the iPad screen. Where someone took an image and then just used the distort tools and stretched and bent it, let's, let's, and it let's looks simulate. <laughs> just, yeah, it, it looks horrible. I mean, it's it's really really bad, and uh, and then you have to read in the the text in the mm-hmm. um, in the filing where it says what you experienced is looks similar to this image which is completely yeah absolutely false it is not what the scrolling looks like and, at all and in the video i saw and i've seen i think i've seen two different videos that said like uh uh you know it's in this video if you can see it basically and it sort of looks like you have to be scrolling pretty fast yeah. in order to sort of trigger like i'm not saying there's not a thing there that people are seeing there is a thing people are seeing it it is legitimate that it is impactful to your use of the device is the part i find surprising because you have to be scrolling pretty fast so it's not like you're reading anything and as you scroll at like reasonable reading speed or even unreasonable reading speed i read really fast and you know i scroll sometimes faster and even then like you can't read it and get this jelly scroll effect at the same time, which is the part that really surprises me about this court ruling because it, it's not affecting the usability of the device. It's not impactful because when it does that, it's not 
scrolling more slowly and it's not keeping you from reading anything because the speed that you're scrolling is what's keeping you from reading. So I still don't quite understand. Um, like they filed, but like there's still sort of a, 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 a like, yes, this is this is an this is going to be allowed to proceed. That has to happen yet. Right. Yeah. This this is just the filing. OK. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought this was it, very it's weird. a load of crap. Yeah. Um, d- there's a thing called screen refresh. Mm-hmm. And what they're describing happens on literally every display. Yeah. Crazy. Like so, LCDs, right? Like if you like any LCD screen is going to be susceptible to this same display behavior, I guess is the right way to say that. Right. And okay. and on some devices, it's a little bit more noticeable than others. And mm-hmm. I I have played with the iPad mini. And, I'm so jealous. Uh, and that's it wasn't mine. Uh, I, I was yeah, in an Apple store with my mask on and, um, and I tried to do the jelly scroll thing. And, and uh, basically what I saw was, was something that if you wanted to file a lawsuit over this, mm-hmm. you were just desperate to file a lawsuit. <laughs> that's, that's why I wish Chuck was here. He'd just be all over this class action stuff. He would be Very- going crazy. Yeah. This very much feels like, uh, you know, I had to file 10 lawsuits so I could get the 11th free. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have the a punch card down at the courthouse. Package. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, like I, I don't understand it. I didn't mean to spend a bunch of time on this, nah. but like this is the, this is the kind of thing that's going to get a lot of attention. That's why I like to talk about stuff like this on TDO is not because I yeah. like to talk about it, but to give people a much clearer idea of what it is. All those headlines are actually about yeah. because the headline is not going to do a very good job of telling no. you. It, so it teases um, you like that, that, yeah, that's why we spend a minute on, on exactly this sort of thing. And, um, if I may, if I may be so bold, uh, that's part of why sometimes we like to have the right people on the show to talk about these things. So uh, tomorrow on TDO, I am talking to a lawyer about uh, the NDA situation and Apple and uh, explaining to people a little bit more about the mechanics of those agreements and why uh, they can sometimes be troublesome and how they've evolved into something that people are using as weapons. Very, so Very cool. Good timing. Yeah. Speaking of timing, these are there's lots of headlines like this that come out, and then people are like, you know, am I supposed to be mad at Apple about something? And like, you know, you can, but like in practical terms, this be mad at Apple if you want to be mad at Apple, but don't use this as the basis for that. Speaking of timing, uh, before the show, Kelly was showing us our te- her Ted's Biscuits T-shirt, and I didn't get it because because I I've been oblivious <laughs> with Ted Lasso for all this all, all these months. Got to go back and watch it. I, I completely like drew a blank. But this story, uh, this is about Ted Lasso season three, saying it's likely delayed due to a football wrinkle. Uh, that we may have to wait a little bit longer for new episodes. Whereas would it be more accurate to say that it might be delayed because of a wrinkle in time? Could be. Uh, <laughs> uh, th- but they're saying in an article here, they're saying uh, that they're in pre-production scripts are written, uh, but the cameras will start rolling later than usual because of a football wrinkle up specifically when might, when, when they would, they'd be able to might shoot the football sees, uh, scenes. Uh, 
they are starting day definitely later this year than when they did in season two. That's for sure. And uh, this was Brendan Hunt, well, aka Co- mm-hmm. Coach Beard, uh, is uh, is saying that it's going to be a bit of a delay. Uh, but rest assured, they'll get the cameras rolling, uh, going uh, soon. But you know, we're 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 feeding off of a cliffhanger. Um, I don't know why I probably yeah. don't, I don't want to spoil it, but there is a cliffhanger. You got to go back and watch it. Uh, but I it could, was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. We might yeah. be able to get to. Yeah. But I, I respect your I respect your your non spoiler stance on this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So a thing that I think sometimes just on Ted Lasso for a moment, a thing I think sometimes people don't realize is that it's co created by. Uh, Coach Beard and right. Ted Lasso, uh, Jason Sudeikis and Brennan Hunt are the two guys that came up with it in the first place. Right. And uh, one of the writers is Brett Goldstein, who plays Roy Kent, and he wasn't even going to be cast on the show. So this is one of those cases where a lot of the people who are involved behind the camera are also people who are in front of it. So um, anytime you hear stuff and you're, oh, well, you know, it's just a guy on the show, like he's way more than just a guy on the show. And so that's. Uh, so, like, if he's saying it, you know, that's like that's that's pretty solid evidence that that's something that's legit. All right, so. I got the song in my head. He's there. He's here. He's there. He's f <laughs> every f where Roy Kent. Okay. Roy Kent. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. Okay, then I'm gonna tell you a tiny Roy Kent story. So, there's an actual footballer whose name is also two syllables, and I'm not gonna remember his name. But that was the the song they sang right. for him, and then he did an interview, and they were like, "So you finally got a football chant," and he was like. Yeah, my grandma doesn't like it because there's a bad word in it. So when my grand sees me on TV, <laughs> like, you know, it, it sort of upsets her. And so then they changed it. And so then the next time he went out on the field, they went, he's there. He's here. He's there. We're not allowed to swear. That's <laughs> great. That's like, and I just love that story. So, so don't worry. Ted Lasso will be back. Uh, of course, go watch it on Apple TV Plus. you got two great seasons if you if you haven't if you're under a rock and haven't watched that show you got to go do it wait jeff can we file a class action lawsuit against apple for this (laughs) okay it's in the works colorado resident strikes again yeah that's right (laughs) i didn't even mention that i should have mentioned that um uh next story here the Home, this is a nine to five Mac home widget for home kit gets updates with sensor support, different panel sizes and more. Uh, the home widget uh, for the home kit is probably one of the coolest apps for improving your experience with the home kit enabled accessories on iOS offers uh, access to home automation directly from your home screen. Uh, the app was updated on Wednesday with great new features, including sensor support, different panel sizes and more. Uh, this is version 1.1.0 of home widget for the home kit finally. You can you can get access to a lot of your sensors, which I think is good. I know Cal, you're you're a big home kit person. Is is this something that uh, you've been using before? I didn't even know about this app's existence really? until I was reading the show notes. So uh, I must now diminish and go into the west. Yeah. Um. I I didn't know, and it looks amazing. And so, um, I will probably happily pay money for this in order to make it easier yes, you will. to manage those things. Um, yeah. I, the thing that I think is interesting about HomeKit is that uh, the things I find work the best with it are generally not things from Apple. And I don't mean the devices I'm controlling. Right. I mean, when I want to interact with it on like on my phone or my iPad, um, the, the things that I use to do that don't tend to be the home app unless there, unless there's some compelling reason, like I can only do it there or something. Um, 
I use other stuff to manage all of those devices. So, um, yeah, I'm still not super happy with HomeKit yet. I sort of came to it uh, begrudgingly over time. <laughs> and I only use it now because I have um, HomePod minis uh, that, that live in my house. And so that's the only reason HomePod's mini. Um, that's the only reason that I ended up spending much time at all in, in HomeKit was to be able to say, hey, lady, turn on the lights or or whatever. And uh, so I haven't spent a ton of time with it. I just have a lot of smart home gear and I just have like a folder full of apps that I use to control everything. Yeah. But um, so I'm very excited to hear about the widget because the, this home widget situation, because uh, that's another one that I find very frustrating that Apple doesn't give me. I have to go to control center and use that instead if I want to control things easily. And I right. would much rather have a widget. So I'd also like to have a widget for mail, but you know, apparently I'm the only one because Apple doesn't <laughs> seem to be steering their way clear to do that either. So oh. there you go. Did you, did you, you didn't know about this stuff? Yes. I've been using this widget for a while oh, and, okay. uh, <laughs> and I went and checked just now to make sure that uh, the update had installed so that I can play with more stuff. And it has. So Sweet. Uh, I'll be doing that after the show. Awesome. So and, uh, and Kelly, it's worth whatever it costs. I don't even remember. Yeah, I'm looking at eight, eight ninety nine for lifetime. You can just miles. Oh, just, there you go. Yeah. Life, oh, done. Yeah. I, done. I think I'm doing it too. I don't, I don't even have it either. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and they don't even collect data. No data linked to you. Yeah. <laughs> so tune in for the debut podcast on the in touch with, on the in touch network <laughs> where David Kelly and Jeff talk about in touch with HomeKit. <laughs> Here we go. There we go. All right. Go grab it. Uh, and uh, this story here, this is about Apple Music. Uh, Apple Music's free trial is now down to, I believe, one month now. Uh, but now it requires a purchase of an AirPods, HomePods, or a Beats. That's the only choices you have right now. Uh, this has changed. This, oh, okay. this is uh, Apple uh, has made a big change to the the, the, uh, the, uh, the app this week. As we record, uh, they reduced it from three months, uh, reduced its three, three, three month free trial. Although its inception three month trial had helped set it apart from competitors like Spotify and others. Uh, so, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, new subscribers can get a six month free trial of Apple music of, of their, uh, with their choice of I, uh, audio device. Um, but it looks like it's going to be limited to just AirPods and uh, AirPods max and the HomePod and HomePod mini. Well, no HomePod isn't sold anymore and the beats fit pro. Yeah. So audio devices, which makes sense. Now you don't just buy anything. That's uh, and that's how they, uh, well, they were doing that for Apple TV plus, but, uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, this is, uh, I could see why Apple's finally just trying to get, get things in check here. Don't you think mm -hmm. it, it makes sense? Um, because what Apple needed to do initially was saturate yep. to get as many people on board, uh, right up front as they could. Mm -hmm. And my assumption is that because Apple thinks these things through way, way down the road, that uh, they had a threshold that w when they hit that, then it would scale back the amount of time that you get on the free trial and then uh, and then scale back which devices get the free Apple Music trial. And so things, I'm assuming, are progressing along well enough that they hit those uh, those points in their numbers spreadsheet. and uh, <laughs> And so here we are. Yeah. Yep. So, and uh, 
Last story for this week, uh, this is The Verge. Apple says a small portion, quote-unquote, of iPhones recorded interactions with Siri, even if you opted out. Apple says it's deleting any inadvertently collected recordings. Mm-hmm. Apple has acknowledged uh, on an iOS 15 uh, bug that may have recorded interactions with Siri on some devices, regardless of you were opt-out or not. Um, this was according to a report from CDNet. Uh, the bug automatically enabled the improved Siri and dictation setting that gives Apple permission to record, store, and review your conversations in Siri uh, with Siri. Um, mm. And Apple tells The Verge that, that, that they identified the bug shortly after the release uh, uh, of iOS 15, stopped reviewing any recordings inadvertently received, and deleted info from ele- affected devices. So they're saying it's specific. There wasn't all every device. Uh, once they discovered the bug, they turned off the feature for many users, quote unquote, many, they're saying, and and uh, correctly mm-hmm. the corrected the opt-in setting when re- when they released uh, iOS 15.2. So they kept this kind of secret because I, I don't recall this. We didn't talk too much about this. Uh, and it looks like that, uh, that, that they did clarify that Apple is deleting and no longer reviewing recordings from users who have not yet upgraded to iOS 15.2. Well, you better be up at 15.2 at this point because we're at. 15.3. So, yeah. um, mm-hmm. um, what do you think this? I, I'm, I mean, I'm glad Apple re- uh, reacted to it, but, uh, they weren't very public about it. That's, that's what, that's kind of a disappointing. But. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Apple controls the message. That's their thing. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I, on one hand, I would have liked Apple to have been more transparent about this right up front. On the other hand, Apple doesn't like to to just go out there and say this thing happened and we don't have any details. Right. So once they had the whole thing completely taken care of and their dust settled, then they said, "Hey, this happened, and here's what we did, and it's all taken care of." Mm-hmm. So good on them, but at the same time, yeah, it would have been nice to know about about this earlier. Yeah. Um. It. I didn't see a ton about like the exact timeline on this, but it also seems like the window, the window was not open for very long. Like from the time they discovered it to the time they locked it down, seems like they were very much on top of it. And sometimes that's not the case. So um, I do appreciate that. At least in this case, it seemed like, you know, this is bad and they reacted as, as quickly as they could for a company that size. And, and I'm glad about that. And I am glad they were transparent about it after but like Jeff, I wish it had been um, a little more obvious before. Sure. I mean, there are people that would have immediately gone into their settings and manually changed it. Mm-hmm. But they didn't know, or maybe they did. Some of them, I'm sure some of them figured out that their setting was screwed up and and fixed it. Mm-hmm. But it would have been nice to know so that people that really, really wanted to shut that off immediately could. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to topics this week. As always, we talk about beta. Beta. Uh, there was a new release this week, iOS 15.4 mm-hmm. beta 2. Um, yes. There wasn't a ton of stuff, but ironically, there is a, there is a notation of the fact that we what we just talked about, that, that iOS 15.4 beta 2 is fixing that Siri interaction mm-hmm. bug, um, which is good. Um so, and I, I get it's going back uh, two versions here, so um, but uh, it's good they're fixing that. Um, I don't see anything really uh, standing out that that that's really been changed in beta two. I don't. Uh, let, 
unless you are, don't I don't think you guys are too much on beta other than the, on the, maybe an iPad well, here or there. But isn't beta two <laughs> where the payment terminal stuff started rolling out? I believe so because they didn't. Uh, we're going to talk about that just a bit here, but uh, I, that I, seems like a big thing in the that, that's in the beta. Um, otherwise, I haven't seen much. Uh, notable in this one because beta one was when we started getting the um you can set up an additional face id so that you can right. unlock your phone with your mask, with your mask. without a watch no, no right? watch right and then the okay. re- reversal beta, control was that beta one or beta two yeah oh i thought it was beta one but um i, mean, I think so it, it may very well be they all blend together they, they, for me. They, it's all, it was a, it was a beta and i it was very exciting at the time that's <laughs> okay yeah they do blend um, I don't. I don't recall seeing anything that that was discussed too much about. Uh, yeah, with the, the the payments, which we'll be talking about here in just a minute here. Um, but I don't, don't recall that if it's going to be fifteen four or, or well, it needs to be because obviously Apple announced it. So, but uh, well, not necessarily fifteen four. Yeah, they it, might it could start wait. beta testing in fifteen four, release fifteen four. It stays beta, and then if we get a fifteen five. Or fifteen point four point whatever. Yeah, maybe it could roll out as part of that. Yeah. So I didn't didn't see anything mentioned. Um, uh, Watch OS uh, was also released. Uh, iPad OS fifteen point four. Not much uh, in that area. I don't. I haven't. Didn't see too much in in Watch OS. Uh, usually the, these incremental updates don't have a lot of stuff. Uh, they're in, in they're they are adding support to emoji fourteen characters. Um, yeah. And, you know, silly stuff. We always have to talk about emojis. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I think the emoji thing is important. And part of that is because yeah. it's one of the things that they use to sort of make most people interested in updating. True. Right. Like if we really want to make sure that you get the new version of iOS, that's when we're going to put in the taco emoji or the bacon emoji or the live long and prosper hand emoji. You know, um, that's where like that's one of the things that they sort of use to get regular folks to go update because, uh, you know, security updates and under the hood bug fixes aren't very interesting to people. So yeah. uh, you can get Spock's hand as an emoji option now is what's going to send lots of people to go hit that update button. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to mash the crap out of that. Uh, update yeah. button. <laughs> well, well, they also are going to have a melting face and a biting lip and hard hands and bubbles. So. You know, melting face. Melting, f- melting face. I wanna, that's, yeah. yeah, I want to that, see that's that. That's for the Raiders. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. So always remember, get both sides of the medallion. That's <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, TVOS Beta 2 actually has something to talk about, which there hasn't really been uh, much to talk about. Uh, usually not. The, yeah. In the TVOS uh, Betas. They were, they're going to be adding a captive Wi-Fi network support, which means you can use your iPhone or your iPad to connect the Apple PV2 networks that need additional sign-in steps. What a concept! Because you, you can never, you can never, if, if you don't have internet, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you register your Apple TV right away? Um, mm-hmm. So, and they said not on this, not only that, but the, the Apple TV video player for TV for fifteen point four will have an up next queue that can be viewed from the now playing screen. And uh, users Ooh. can choose the content they have uh, added to the up next queue, which is a tap. Uh, and nice. Apple is also bringing back awesome. the tap to navigate feature uh, to the physical and motor options after removing it last year in August, 2021. Um, 
And last but not least, they also are revamping the spatial audio controls. That's a good thing to hear on TVOS, mm. as you can watch yeah. the video. Um, you can watch any videos uh, in spatial audio. And I thought it was okay now because I use my AirPods Pro with, when I'm watching stuff on, on the Apple TV and watching Boba Fett. And it's like, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> so yeah. I think they've uh, done good things. But uh, good to see that they're actually doing some improvements because you, you never really hear too much about TVOS or Apple TV for that matter, the device. Cause yeah, know, it usually seems pretty static a lot of the time. Like, you know, it's, it like, um, I have a previous generation, like a third gen or whatever it is, Apple TV, the one before the right. 4k. Mm-hmm. And I have one of those and you know, that, that interface is not dramatically different. And I have a second gen Apple TV that I just use as an airplay conduit on, on a television. And you know, that interface isn't, dramatically different like it does look different because i'm not you know i can't really change anything all i can do is show and hide the icons on it but it's the same tiles and whatever you've got selected is the big thing at the top and all of that still seems really similar and it's not dramatically different at all you know as things evolve so it's really nice to see it getting a refresh and to see that it does still look like something that apple's paying attention to it's one of those things where um you know we see a lot of stuff that sort of languishes you know so uh uh hopefully uh, once once they get uh, TVOS all spiffed up, maybe they'll go work on you know Mac Mail or something, and we'll get something. A yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, uh, a girl can dream, Jeff. <laughs> that's right, a girl can dream. You keep dreaming. You keep dreaming. You <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, yeah. uh, I mean, it's not like I said contacts, right? The uh, that's true. <laughs> And then they are still continuing on preparing for driver's licenses in the iOS 15.4 beta. How far they're going to get is another story, uh, especially the states, the way they are. I'll tell you where they're going to get. They're going to get to 51 different places with that because there are 51 different places that issue driver's licenses. Including, including Puerto Rico. Um, 53 54 because uh, Guam and U.S. Virgin Islands, oh yeah, and DC, they issued driver's license as well. Oh, well, fifty-one was going to be DC, and I didn't, I didn't think uh, the other ones were under. Right. Oh, and then yeah. I forgot to. I thought you were including Puerto Rico. Oh no, so. I just didn't think they they. Uh, I didn't think they were all under the purview of of the DMV that we all have to live under, and so I just didn't think that. I thought they were all free from that, but maybe they're not. I don't so. think so. Okay. Yeah. Well, then my apologies to the to all of the territories that you all have to labor under the DMV like you. <laughs> yeah. So when do we think uh, 15.4 is going to be released? Because, uh, you know, this is the time of year that Apple does take a long time to uh, between betas here and the, the betas. Who knows? We could be a beta eight, beta nine by the time they're done here. But there is rumors of a of a March event, uh, which we don't need to mm-hmm. say too much about other than it's a rumor. Um, but I would. You know, with the track record of Apple, uh, yeah, generally March, April time frame, we always uh, tend to expect. There's the always a spring event. Spring yeah. event, so uh, should be ready, be ready for that to, uh, as far as that soon. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, next topic here: Apple released a statement today, as we record this, about the unwanted AirTag tracking, which we've talked about um, you know quite a bit in the last few weeks here on the show, um, mm-hmm. and they're planning to address it with an update, and uh, notably. The, the the details were that you uh you know that what it's, what was what was going on with people were putting these air tags in places and being able to track track you without even knowing about it. Um, so a couple things they're going to do is they're going to put new privacy warnings here during the air tag setup. 
Uh, when set up, when you, you set up the AirTag for the first time, you will see a message that clearly states the AirTag is meant to track your own belongings and not used to track people. Oh, okay, so you're just warning people. Uh, so they, they're, they're going to be updating the documentation. And so we got a link in the show notes here for uh, not only the article on 9 to 5 Mac, but the actual um, uh, press release uh, statement that was released by uh uh, by Apple uh, and relates to mm-hmm. this. So, uh, so they're going to work with law enforcement. They're advanced, uh, put advancements with the AirTag and the Find My Network. Um, they're going to address alert issues with AirPods. Uh, they've they said that they've related, related, received unknown accessory detected with AirPods, which they got to fix, and some AirPods Pro and AirPods Max. They will update mm-hmm. the documentation. And precision finding. The only thing they really didn't talk too much about, and not that we are, and we know not we a lot of people that have it, but Android. They really, I think Apple really should come up with it. You know, they they put they come up with apps for you know switching from Android to to the iPhone. Why can't they have an app to help with security with people who are using Android uh, who don't have an iPhone, but someone could sneak sneak that in there. Don't you guys think? I thought they yeah. did, but but you had to launch the app. Right to check, and it's not—it's not an Apple. I don't think it's an Apple app, is it? I thought it was, but I mean, there's so much stuff out there. I could be completely wrong, but I thought Apple wrote a kind of crappy app for Android. Well, the, well you would too, but yeah, it's Android. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, I might be misremembering, but I thought that there was something so that there was like a modicum of of being able to detect one near you if you had an Android device, but I might not be remembering correctly. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, of the thing, things like uh, the display alert with sound, they'll, they'll, when the AirTag will automatically emit a sound to alert anyone nearby of its presence, uh, detect the emotions. And I, and I gave this example last week. My my wife was driving my car because hers was in the shop. She had my keys. My AirTag isn't registered to her iPhone, and she's getting this is an un, unknown AirTag that you're traveling with. So it, it works because I could say at first hand. She told me it was popping up and find my. It's like this is not this is an unidentified AirTag. Um, so, Mm -hmm. so it does work, uh, as far as that goes. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think, uh, I think, uh, the, the sound thing's gotta be, gotta be addressed, making sure that it's alerting people. If it's, uh, if it is an identified, uh, air tag, really, it should just start emitting a crazy sound until you find it. I mean, and I like, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about, um, how Apple was was handling uh, the privacy on the recordings that had been inadvertently captured and sent to Apple, and uh, this is the kind of thing I like to see. This is you know we know this is what's happening. We've released a statement about it. Here are the things that we're going to do about it, and here's how it's all going to yeah. you know we're looking ahead to like here's the plan of action, and um, and that's the thing that I appreciate is a plan of action and and getting to see very transparent apparently from them, you know, this is what we said we were going to do. And then being able to go back and check, you know, this is what they said they were going to do. Did those things get done? Was there the update that made it work for the, you know, that made it work this way? They said they're working with law enforcement to nail down the ones, um, you know, particularly, I think the ones that they were, the, some of the stuff that they were talking about with that is uh, the people who've been selling them online without the the sound in them so that people can track (laughs) So that you can track somebody without the person understanding, you know, knowing or being able to tell that they were tracked. So, um, 
this is the kind of stuff I like to see from Apple. Like we're being very upfront about it and right. we're putting somebody's privacy at the center of the conversation. And uh, so this is much more the kind of thing that I like to see. Yeah. I mean, we also have a link in the show notes, uh, actual Apple support article, uh, what, what to do if you get an alert that your an AirTag find my network assessor or a set of AirPods is with you. So they, they've, they're going through and giving some details about unwanted tracking and, so at least they are addressing this. So it's not like it's a big secret, but, but, uh, but releasing a new statement like that, uh, you, they, you could, that just tells you they know how important this is because it's been, you know, quite a bit of a press, uh, uh event. And it's rare that Apple comes out and just yeah. like, uh, makes a statement like this, as opposed to like a press release, which is like, here's a new exciting thing from us. And that, you know, that's not what this is. This is, here's what's up. Here's what we're going to do about it. This is what we're trying to do to address it. And uh, those don't happen very often. Yeah. That tells you just how much of a headache this is for Apple from a, from a PR standpoint. Exactly. Since the statement came out today, there is somebody who is sleeping well tonight for the first time in a couple of months. (laughs) Maybe sleeping well. Maybe. Well, better because this is out the door and like, I don't, you know, I yeah. can point at that now and, and put my phone on do not disturb for a change. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I mean, the, the, the amount of resources Apple is putting into this minuscule for the company, but for moguls like us, massive amounts of money to address something that they never expected to be a problem. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, Tile should be looking at this and sweating bullets. They really should be. Because no one is pointing at tile at all. It's amazing. And mm-hmm. uh, and there have to be top-level meetings in the at the tile headquarters right now where they're mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to make themselves relevant because they they may have the the lion's share of of personal tracker devices out there, but they don't have the mind share anymore. They no. they turned invisible in this space you don't even hear mentioned i mean that's how you barely hear mentioned they they have their trackers are are a privacy nightmare yeah Yeah. if i if i have a tile and i slip it in jeff's jacket pocket i can track jeff forever jeff will never find out it's there unless he finds it and will never get alerted that there's some weird device hanging out in your vicinity or anything so, mm-hmm. and this, that was part of my, part of my reaction. David, you know, you and I, I think you and I have talked about this here on this show, even mm-hmm. um, if you take Apple out of the headline and you swap it out for another company that does the same thing, would it be the same sort of headline and would it get the same sort of breathless coverage? And if people were saying this about Tile, the answer is it should be, but they're not, they're not. because all anybody wants to talk about is how Apple is how Apple is dismissing all these people's privacy concerns when you know, they've got a certain amount of stuff that was built into the air tags right from the get go. And that simply is not the case with the tile. Absolutely. So, so uh, yeah. then the next topic here and that, that they released another press release this week. Uh, this is uh, Apple did mm-hmm. unveil a contactless payment system uh, that you can tap to pay on the iPhone. It's like having a contactless credit card to, uh, to use your iPhone and link you know, your card to it. And uh, I found this to be rather interesting. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely something that uh, is a long time coming. I, I'm uh, the fact of the matter. 
that you're using your credit cards a lot as, as contactless uh, purchases by just tapping a terminal. Uh, why not the iPhone uh, and, and the iPhone having this? Uh, uh, so, uh, Kelly, what, what, you, you, you pretty much had a good, had a good understanding of what, uh, what the technology is or why this is, why is this yeah. is uh, doing, uh, well, so kind of give the listeners share a little bit of uh, insight on that, on your, uh, on your perspective. So, well, what's interesting, I think this is interesting on two fronts. First of all, um, this is not Apple becoming a credit card company, right. which is what some of the, the conversation has been around, which is not true. And uh, some of it is about um, person to person. And that is, that's also not true. Like what this is for is um, right now, like if I go if I go to the store and I want to buy things at the store and the store accepts Apple Pay, there are three things involved in that transaction. There's the technology on my wrist or in my hand if I'm using my phone or my watch, depending. There's that piece. There's the credit card terminal where I bonk my thing to pay for the thing. Right. And then there's you know, the person on the other side, like the the register that that terminal is attached to. So there's like three things at play here. And what this does is eliminate one of those things from the transaction. So if you've ever um, bought something at a food cart or a food truck or a farmer's market or a small business thing. Um, you know, maybe you have like a, a gig person who walks the dogs or cleans your house or cuts your hair or whatever. And you've had to swipe uh, on their device, whatever that may be, or, you know, use the big block that will, that holds the Apple pay thing from square or whatever it is uh, like this eliminates that. So instead of them, having to have the uh, the square terminal or uh, the swipey stripe thing plugged into the headphone jack, like you can just hit it straight on the phone and that will work. So number one, this is interesting because it's allowing people to accept payments and eliminate a whole bunch of headaches in the process. Access you hardware. You just need to have the merchant account. <laughs> yeah, you, you only need the merchant account. This was music to my ears, I think, David, the same way it was to yours, which yeah. is it's a whole section of that interaction that I don't have to troubleshoot anymore if something goes wrong. And uh, so it's just your phone and my phone. And if my phone is working and your phone is working, there's no reason that this shouldn't work. There are a lot of hurdles that go into this. This isn't just people hauling off and doing this. Like you have to have, I think right now Stripe is the only one that's in beta. And not only do you have to have an existing Stripe account, but you have to apply for the beta on through Stripe in order to get your account set up properly to make sure that you're able to accept these payments this way. And then you have to be on the beta track of iOS in order for, for you to get to try this out. So there are a lot of things that go into that being useful, but, and, and that piece is interesting that Apple has gotten into the payment process piece of this, um, not being a credit card company, but um, allowing the NFC chip in your phone to be used that way and to be used that way by people who are not Apple. That's the other piece of this that I think is so interesting is that Apple has opened this up to Stripe and I presume eventually Square and Clover and places like that so that you can have you know, fully mobile payment terminals and not uh, my phone in the vicinity of this other thing. And now I have both of these things and I have to figure out how to, how to take the payment. And so uh, that's the other piece that I thought was, was really notable about this when it showed up in the beta. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about you know, you know, think about these farmers markets, these small businesses that are using mm-hmm. payment payment services. They don't have to spend the time to set up a square uh, their square terminal anymore. They got we're we're all carrying these iPhones now. I mean, it's 
why why not the the fact of being able to do it you don't have to charge it yeah you don't have to charge it and all of the bluetooth traffic from all of the other people all pairing their their square readers and clover things to all of their devices and you know if you have a phone without a headphone jack and you didn't pay for the thing you know now you have to get the adapter so you can have the stripe swiper hang out the bottom of your phone and like all of those things are eliminated and, you know, Apple opened this up, like you said, to other companies, which, right. you know, is not, not a thing Apple's known for doing. And so it's kind of nice to see that too. Yeah. Jeff, you got some thoughts? This is, yes, I do. I always have thoughts. I do. This is simply Apple uh, doing the, the right thing by listening to what people are saying. And, and every time you've been around, uh, farmers market, food trucks, whatever, the, these small merchants that are using iPhones mm-hmm. with some sort of accessory device to process cards. At some point, you hear one of them say, why can't I just use my phone for this? Mm-hmm. And this addresses that issue. It yeah. does not change anything with all of the the stores and restaurants that have the iPad square and stripe terminals Right. That's that's still a thing and you'll still buy your your hardware from from the vendors for that mm-hmm. stuff. This is just to make it much easier and more convenient for these credit card transaction companies to do mm-hmm. their thing without ha- with without their own users needing to have extra hardware. Great. Thank you for yeah. doing this and uh and I can't wait for it to roll out because yeah. it's going to make so, so many vendors that I deal with at farmers markets so mm-hmm. happy. And this is very razor, like razor blades and razor handle. Like, you know, when I think about it, like, you know, Square, because Square used to charge you $10 for the swiper. If you bought one from them, um, it would cost you $10. And then when you got it up, set up and, and, and got everything connected, they would put $10 back in your account. So that swipe thing was effectively free and the apple pay one i think is thirty dollars um and that's not where they're making their money like they want you to have the contactless payment option because they get a piece of every transaction every time somebody bonks a thing on the on the apple pay thing so like that's the part where they're making their money so all they ever did with that hardware in the first place was reel people into their ecosystem so that people were so that square was getting a taste of all of those transactions and stripe is stripe is the same sort of model like if you are set up with stripe then stripe will process credit cards for you and every one of those transactions they get a certain uh little tiny piece of it you know just like any other any other transaction, you know, payment processor, like they're all sort of operating under the same parameters. So it's, um, you know, that, that was never the part where they were making their money. Cause I saw some people sort of talking about, um, the hardware in this is going to be, uh, you know, like, like it's a terrible idea. You know, why would, you know, Square's going to be super mad about this because they're not going to sell hardware anymore. And frankly, I think Square's going to be really excited that they don't have to get support calls about how to pair Bluetooth things, why the headphone jack swiper doesn't work in my lightning port and on it, you know, or USB-C port and on and on and on and on. And, you know, they're just going to like those, the number of those calls is going to drop precipitously as less people end up having to buy that hardware in order to do what they want to do. And, you know, they're going to get to actually help people with the parts that actually need assistance. And I think everybody's going to be happy about that. Yeah, and they'll still sell hardware to stores. Sure. Yeah, because 
So the point of sale stuff is a very different thing. Yeah. Yeah. They have all other point of sale hardware that people are using. Yeah. That's not going to change. Yeah. And those are still, those will still be things that are available. Like the ones that aren't necessarily iPad powered, but you know, it's the big screen and they tilt it around and you can, you know, all of those things are still going to be a viable option for places like that. But stuff that's far more mobile, like a temporary location, like a farmer's market and whatever, those are going to be, you know, those people are just going to be so much happier. I think going forward, it's just better for everybody. So. Yep. And uh, you did mention Stripe. We have an article in the show notes from Mac Rimmers that talks about Stripe. They have a closed beta right now. So any vendors who want in, you have to have, you have to apply and Stripe will have to approve to. And they're showing a picture, you know, as we talked about the contactless credit card, the picture of, 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 a, of a person with their iPhone as, as the terminal and their credit card touching that terminal. Mm-hmm. So not only is it iPhone to iPhone, it can be credit card to iPhone. So it's, it's definitely going to be something uh, to do that. Uh, they accept, I mean, Stripe's going to accept pay, uh, payments through Apple Pay, contactless credit cards, debit cards, and other digital wallets with no any additional hardware required, which is huge. Um, and then even their partners like Shopify with the point of sale app is going to be coming out this spring as well. So uh, NFC Technologies has been an exciting technology for quite a long time, and Apple has been kind of slow to the slow to the gate here with it. Uh, and um, I'm, I'm happy to see that this is That's happening. How Apple rolls. That's how about Apple. That, yeah, Apple. Apple wants to make sure it's right and not, not just dive right in. So yeah. uh, this is a, this yeah. is exciting. I mean, they've had contactless. They've had contactless for a long time, and so just right allowing it to be open to other people. And turning it into something, uh, you know, where you can accept a payment instead of just, uh, you know, make them by bonking the thing on the thing, as yeah. I like to say, so. uh, is, is just going to be, is just going to be great. I'm, I'm really looking forward to all the places where I've had to, like, where I've had awkward transactions in the yeah. past, trying to get a card to work or whatever. Um, I'm really looking forward to uh, not having to accidentally be tech support for folks when something isn't working. Like yeah, it I hear you. Um, and then the last topic we want to talk about tonight is uh, uh, today the show uh, is a focus mode. I've, I've I haven't spent a lot of time, and I'm hoping you guys have have more than me. Uh, that you know what is what is focus mode, and has is it something that that, that is that you'd really want to use? In uh, I guess so the the first thing you want to know is what is focus mode, and it does induce a way to manage your notifications so you can keep things uh, keep things on the check. You know, we all, we knew what Do Not Disturb was. That was in previous versions before uh, for for Focus Mode was released. That that does have its own focus now. But how different is it? Is it what's the difference between Focus and Do Not Disturb? That's where I think people a lot of people get uh, uh, confused. Is uh, different different types of scenarios you know, like uh, with with the sleeping and driving and and driving focus will send automated messages and. Uh, Jeff, do you do you, I, I, do you use focus mode? Have you have you tried to keep yourself focused, not not uh, having your phone alert you on a lot of things? I, I do, and uh, I'm probably a horrible person for uh, always referring to it as selective. Do not disturb, okay. because to me, that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, oh, I just call it D and D plus. Well, that works too. Yeah. I just rolled a twenty. No <laughs> messages today. Um, Roll for distraction. That's right. Uh, yeah, it's there. There are specific applications or services that I don't want notifications from at uh, when I'm working on specific things. Okay. And then, uh, like when I'm recording a show, like right now, I just do the full do not disturb. So I get notifications for nothing. 
Okay. And, um, uh, and, and it's great. So yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to, uh, to manage what could potentially distract you. And uh, it, this is one of the things that I imagine that Brittany Smith just loves. I would say Brittany, I was going to ask gonna our friend Brittany. Brittany. Yeah. Brittany just looked off in the distance and smiled to herself, but she's not sure why. Um, and, and this is exactly why um, I, I was going to say, like, if you really want to dig into this, you should have Brittany on the show to tell you all about yep. it because she would be very excited. Um, the thing I like about it is that it's so much more than do not disturb um, mm-hmm. because you can't, you can set particular contacts that can get through no matter what you can set apps or entire, you can set an entire page of apps to disappear during a particular focus mode. Uh, you can set particular, like particular programs to always be hidden, you know, like on your computer, if you're using a specific focus mode and uh, only, you know, only notifications from a certain thing are allowed to come in, you know, while you're doing that and having all of those things work the way they do is really nice. And I think we sort of got some incremental steps towards this with uh, do not disturb while driving and also with bedtime, because the nice thing about that focus mode is, is that those notifications that you would have had during that time are preserved. Mm -hmm. You just don't get Mm -hmm. like your screen doesn't light up. You don't get the right noise from whatever, um, you know, it, and so then it says, you know, while in sleep mode or while in work mode, whatever mode it was that you were in, like, here's the stuff that happened, you know, while you were in a mode. And, um, I am legally obligated as an eighties baby to make a Depeche Mode joke here. So I'm just going to make sure I'm just, I'm just going to toss the reference out there for everybody. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll figure it out. Uh, focus mode is my own personal Jesus. There we go. Um, while focus <laughs> well mode, nice. when the right focus mode is enabled, you can Enjoy the silence. There we are. Um, I'll stop. Uh, tip the I, veal I don't believe you will stop. No. Tip the veal and try your waitress because I just can't get enough. That's why. But some um, of- anyway, so uh, it's it, it's really really good. And if you and this is one of those things like David. Last time I was here, we talked about Control Center. And if you just spend ten minutes and make Control Center work a little tiny bit better for you, right. your life will prove a me- will improve immeasurably. And that's the same way I feel about focus modes. If you sit down and think about what do I need my phone to be during this particular, you know, recording a podcast or during work hours or during whatever other things it is that you're doing, you know, parent teacher meetings or whatever. Uh, when you have those modes and you sit down and make a conscious effort to set up a couple of them, uh, you will see how much nicer it is to have those things because they can also happen automatically. So if your work hours are eight to five, you can have, you know, Candy Crush evaporate from your phone from eight to five or Facebook, you know, evaporate from your phone from eight to five. And that may be awesome. You know, that may be a special ring of hell for some people. I don't know. But um, it's really it's nice to have the opportunity to make that a thing that you know, that you can set up and then you know it's all waiting for me when i go check on it at lunch or it's all <laughs> waiting for me at the end of the day or whatever um you know because you don't have to miss anything and like i said you can set it up so that certain things get through no matter what so you know if your mom calls you in the middle of the day and you know that that's a bad thing you could make it make sure that no matter what you know if my mom calls she gets through or whatever and yeah and it's really nice to have to have the opportunity to set up those sort of parameters and i really really like it and they've got some so some go. some of the default options with focus, you know things like do not disturb and driving, fitness, personal work, you know sleep, all that stuff. But 
you were talking about that you you you've you've created your own uh, customized focus uh, uh, items in, in the focus. Have you both? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. 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 Um, it, it's easy to do. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and w- once you have one set up, it's it's like it's like any other new feature that we get on our phones. There's the intimidation factor because it's new and you don't know how to use it. Mm-hmm. And so you're just going to put it off. And then finally, there'll be like some afternoon where you just really need to procrastinate. And so mm-hmm. you go ahead and open up that feature and you play around with it for 10 minutes. And then you feel ridiculous because <laughs> you you realize I could have set this up weeks ago, months ago, and it would have made my life so much better. Retroactively grumpy that you, you know all of those times that you were in the middle of something and an alert went off that was embarrassing or awkward or uh, you know something happened that shouldn't have happened and it would have been easy to eliminate with this. And if you've ever used Do Not Disturb while driving or if you've ever set up bedtime, like you've already accidentally been using this feature. You just need to. It, it's just setting up bedtime for a slightly different time. You know, at bedtime, like nothing gets through or. Um, you know, or there's only certain shortcuts available to you on the screen. And, you know, this is the same sort of thing. Just like do not disturb while driving only gives you certain stuff. Same idea. Just take one of those and go, okay, what would I want for do not disturb while working? What would I want for bedtime? But while I'm in a, while I'm recording a podcast and it's the exact same idea, you just have to extend it that tiny bit further. So yeah, just like control center, spend 10 minutes, go figure it out, go listen to uh, Bob and I talk about it over on daily observations because uh, Bob wrote a whole column about how focus mode is amazing. And we dug into it. And um, that was the thing that motivated me to finally sit down and make a, a podcast mode so that I have a podcast mode that that I can use. Yeah, we'll put that link in the show notes along with the article I found as well. Um, and then uh, one last thing, I wanted to do one tip. Uh, we, we talked about this on Mac Voices Live the other day. I wanted to just kind of mention it uh, there's a link to a support article on uh, on Apple's site uh, the, on the health, uh, the heart health notifications on your Apple Watch, and going in that uh, you can enable the notifications uh, with the heart rate app uh, on your Apple Watch to alert you of higher, low rates, and irregular heart rhythms. Uh, and the way you do it is you actually go on to your iPhone and go into the Apple Watch app and then tap My Watch and then tap Heart, and you can set a parameter for for the high heart rate and the low rate, and uh, and it just it it is it's it's a good idea to have this and you, and it is good giving you you know warnings or regular rhythms or uh, when you get a re- alert and mm-hmm. of course AFib was always a big thing uh, and that, that's the amazing thing about this about the Apple Watch is is, is the fact of having that uh, that that options uh, and 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 protecting you and so many we've heard so many stories of people that uh, were uh, saved by by. Giving them at least a warning that they maybe they need to go talk to your doctor, and sure enough, and that was they they found they had AFib. So, uh, you have thoughts, Kelly, on this? Uh, my thought is Jeff has a story exactly like that. Okay, so yeah, that was really all. I, <laughs> I know. Yes. I know one of those stories I've heard is Jeff's. So, okay, so yep. um, a short short version. I have a dairy allergy. Oh right, right, and uh, and I had. Uh, unknowingly ingested dairy and um and i started to uh to have of course all kinds of problems because of that one of them was my heart rate went up really high and stayed very high mm. 
Uh, a side problem that went along with that was my uh, my my cognitive skills deteriorated very quickly, and so I was unaware that I was having a problem, and uh, and it wasn't until I was on the phone with someone else who uh, who was able to figure out something's wrong with Jeff, and I and then I realized I've been getting alerts on my watch about my heart rate. Mm. And they asked me, so what, what, when did you start getting these alerts? And I looked at the, at the, at the notifications and uh, sure enough, it had been overnight. They're like, okay, we have to address this immediately. And, uh, and uh, spoiler, everything in the end was fine. And uh, with, with uh, the right treatments and uh, the amazing things that, that we have with medical technology, uh, it, it was all fine in the end. That's good. So be aware of that. No, thanks for sharing your story, Jeff. We appreciate that. And, uh, and, uh, this is a good tip, man. We got a link right to the support article. Make sure that you got your, your Apple watch set to, to be, to be monitoring you as well. So a great show. Really appreciate you guys, guys being here. I think it's time to wrap things up. We have, uh, we are at that hour mark here. Um, so let's go and wrap up. Uh, that, that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, suggestions to our email address, feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Twitter at intouchwithios. Support the show. Buy me a coffee at uh, intouchwithios.com slash coffee. And we would really appreciate that and help, help support the show. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe uh, to our YouTube channel so you're notified when we do live streaming. And uh, you also will know all the shows, the past shows that we record as well. That's at our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash DaveG65. And uh, visit In Touch with iOS magazine on Flipboard, where many of the topics we discuss are flipped into that uh, into that magazine. So there's lots of great stuff. Uh, I know, Jeff, you've been visiting there. You want to uh, and a lot of others and check out Flipboard. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a great way to, to, to read some of the articles that we talk about, as well as the links that are in the show notes, of course. Uh, you can subscribe to the, uh, to the show in your favorite podcatcher, including Apple Podcasts and many others. But better yet, go to our website, intouchwithios.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I'm your host, Dave Ginsberg, and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. Kelly, thanks for being here this week. I always love having you. Tell everybody know how you can I'm reach you. I'm always so glad to be here. Yeah. Um, I am e- very easily reachable. Um. You can listen to me talk about topics like this and lots more over at the Daily Observations Podcast over at MacObserver.com. You can find me on the Incomparable Network where I host a show called I Want My MCU TV where we talk about the latest Disney Plus thing. Uh, we are plotting something in the gap right now between now and whatever the next uh, Disney thing is that I can't remember. I think it's midnight. And um, you can listen to us talk about it there. You can hear me on Greetings from the Uncanny Valley, where I talk about Westworld with my friend Don Melton and uh, other stuff over at The Incomparable. I pop up on this and that occasionally. And uh, the rest of the time, you can find me on The After Show with Mike Rose, where we talk about um, Apple stuff and then just generally crack each other up for like 45 minutes at a time. And um, uh, you can also find me on Twitter as Verso. Thanks, Jeff. As always, thanks for being here. We always appreciate you being here and your insights. Come tell everybody where they can find you. Well, I absolutely appreciate getting invited back every single time. I have so much fun, so thank, thank you. You. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, jgamut on both, youtube.com slash jgamut for my videos. Uh, Thursday, early in the day on the big show, Friday mornings on the Mac show. 
uh, most Tuesdays on uh, Mac Voices Live, and then occasionally here with you too, and other shows I get around. All right. <laughs> well, thanks. Appreciate it. And uh, thanks to everybody listening for being here. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll talk again soon. <laughs>